Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. I'm actually going to make this intro as short as possible because I think we were on the verge of something interesting to discuss there. Actually, the Xbox dashboard. And this is uh, the news that it's going to be refreshed. So Again. <laughs> again. It's what yeah. they do though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't remember turning on an Xbox for years without it doing an update. I bet if I turned it on now, it'd do an update. But is that because you barely use it? No, I had it no. on yesterday. <laughs> it did an update. No, it didn't. I'm exaggerating a lot, but not much. <laughs> so yeah, well, it's gone. It's gone through a lot of revisions. It, it, you know, the, the the Xbox dashboard has changed a lot and quite drastically. Whereas, like the PlayStation dashboard has been kind of the same since the PlayStation Three. Yeah. I, do you know the PS4 one? I don't know if I hate it. <laughs> it's a terrible position to be in nowadays, isn't I, it? <laughs> yeah, it's. I might hate it. It might otherwise be adequate. It's not great. Uh, but the Xbox one, the the original it's Xbox annoying. was the best one. That that was the best one. You just put a game in and it came on, and that was it. Really, you didn't really need the dashboard for anything. Well, yeah, there was nothing for, you know, there was nothing else there. <laughs> and, you know, you didn't have any streaming services or anything no, that I mean, needed to be launched. Th- this is nothing new. They've been tinkering with Xbox dashboards ever since they could tinker with Xbox dashboards. Yep. You know, the one on the, when you think back to how the 361 looked at launch. Compared, with the blades. Yeah. Yeah, the blades. Compared like to, the blades. to how it is now. Now it's just a... A massive, look at me, look at me, I'm an advert, look at me, buy this thing, rent this thing, this is on the Microsoft store, come on. And you're like, oh, shit, shut up, Xbox. Just <laughs> so much of it is that. Just leave me the fuck alone. Stop showing me adverts. Yeah, um, the last time I used one was, uh, I, the last time I used the 360, because I've never had a, a, an Xbox One. And so the last sort of big change I saw was when they decided to make it look like a Windows tablet, you know, with the tiles. And so half of what was on your screen was suddenly an ad. Yep. And everything was really clumsily buried under submenus that were difficult to navigate. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know uh, what it evolved to after that or what it is now changing into. And Frankly, the sort of direction they've been going has made me not want to, you know, yeah, become involved. <laughs> well, it's all Windows 10 now, so it's still just like an interface app sat on top of Windows 10. Uh, yeah. it, it, I don't know. Hang on. Oh, this is a video. I thought that was a, just an image. Okay, right. I can actually yeah, see what so, it looks it, like. Every so often they, they put a video out saying, this is what you can do on your Xbox dashboard now. And it's like, can I just play a game, please? But no, what about this? It, it seems that every time they change it, it's more annoying, much like Skype. Skype does many inexplicable yeah. updates for no reason, and it's never any better. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Coincidentally, uh, also awesome Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah. So the, the, the one good thing, the one thing that I, do, I quite like that they did recently is that you can put finally put your own picture uh, for, for your profile picture rather than having like a generic thing yeah. um, on the that you can pick off the dashboard or your little person that you make. Um, Yes, you can finally have your own pictures subject to approval, but I'm sure there's a million billion dick pics and boobs and things trying to be uh, be on there at the moment. Well, that's funny because that's the way uh, 
the way Sony handled that was you have, uh, as of PlayStation 4, you have your, yeah, sort of your username and you have your, have a, 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 a gamer pick that you can pick from a gallery. But you can also link up your, you can enter in your real name and you can link up your Facebook profile. Mm-hmm. And you can make a request to someone or they can make a, a real name request to you. Where if you approve that, suddenly uh, they're able to, uh, your gamer pick is replaced with your Facebook profile picture and your real name, which seemed to be a sort of interesting you know workaround because uh, there is still security in place there. You know, if you put a, a dick pick up as your Facebook profile, it will eventually get. That's deleted. very true. Yeah, they're it's kind very of, true. Yeah, kind of putting the onus on Facebook there, but hey, that works. Yeah, they're yeah, but it works. I um, was I always used but, to joke. What would like you know the way podcasts work. There's just the URL to, you know, you have like a show logo. Yeah. That's just a, a URL line in the RSS feed to a, a file on a server. And that can be a URL to any picture on any server. doesn't matter. And no one has any control over that but me. And iTunes just take those pictures from everybody's RSS feed and fill the iTunes store with it. And I just thought, what if we all had a let's change to a dick pic day? What would you do? There's just been nothing you could do. That would be it. Is that outside here? Sorry, the motorbike. Could you hear that? Yeah. Oh, that was here. Okay, weird. Sorry. It's not my bike. Um, Sorry, what were you saying? You were saying. Oh, I was saying. Yeah, so what would they do about that with the dick pics? I I never did it because it would just be me, and they'd probably kick me off on my own. But if everybody did it, you know, you can't get in trouble. That's the rule. (laughs) That is the rule. I say go for it. Maybe one day I'll try and uh, get that started. One dark, dark day. <laughs> this this Xbox seems to do an awful lot. They yeah, they've been. It's it's what's re- what's strange about it is that like it seems to me I I, I was PlayStation Four. I, I you know whenever uh, Microsoft made the I was a I was a three six. I was an Xbox guy, and then Microsoft made the initial announcement about the Xbox One, which went down about as well as a brick through a window yeah i think and i immediately jump shipped jump jump ship to the to sony i literally started playing my playstation 3 a lot more in preparation for the playstation 4 i think you made pretty much the same mental leap i did yeah yeah um, uh now over the years you know microsoft have obviously backtracked on a lot of that initial xbox one uh you know no game trading uh xbox you know, online connect. or what yeah, online all the time, sort of yeah. thing. But they seem to have been pretty slow to add, like a lot of what was there on the PlayStation Four from the beginning. You know, the game DVR screenshots, uh, taking pictures. That, so, and yet they're constantly working on the dashboard. So it seems like they're working an awful lot on how the thing looks, rather than what it can actually do. That's Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> point. And then they put something out and you go, you just concentrated on what it looks like and it looks like that? Yeah. Oh, and that's why there's a Mac in front of me. I'm sorry, everybody. But that's that's one reason why it's like, you put all that work into this. Really? Don't tell people. <laughs> Say you knocked it up last thing on a Friday. That's why Windows 10 came from, right? Yeah? Cool. Okay. Excuse me while I cough. You didn't hear me cough. I have a fader. Sorry, I forget. Um, 
So, yeah, they'll redo the dashboard. It will be what it is. There's always the PS4 people. Or the Switch. <laughs> if you can, you can't get one. Uh, right, what's this next? Middle Earth. Shadow of War will feature loot chests which can be bought using in-game currency or real money. Gross. Yeah, well, it's... Hang on, it's... hang on, sorry. I have questions immediately. Okay. What is Middle Earth Shadow of War? It's the sequel to uh, uh, Shadows Middle of Mordor. Yeah. And what would I play that on? Anything, I think. Anything, yeah. All right, okay. This is a proper game. It's not like an iOS game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is a full game. Right, okay, okay. Mind you, the the first one came out of the blue a little bit. It it came out... It didn't come out when The Hobbit came out. It was about a year after, I would say. So it sort of missed that boat, but it turned out sort of to be unexpectedly quite good for the people who actually played it. It's sort of a kind of open-world sort of do quests when you feel like it. Arkham. It took a lot from yeah. sort of, uh, Batman Arkham, the combat style, the open world, yeah. um, all that sort of thing. And also and a lot of sort of from, uh, what would you say, sort of Far Cry type yeah, of Far world. Cry, yeah. Yeah. And it had this unique twist with it as well, that because you're a, you know, a, a man of Gondor sort of thing, you can go across the, the world and you sort of fight all captains and stuff. And the twist with this game is it had what was called the Nemesis system, so that if you particularly pissed off one faction or a captain in particular, he would become your nemesis. And okay. that is different for everybody who plays the game. They would remember you if they beat you. Yeah, they you. remember you if they beat you and things like that. Yeah. There was sort of a hierarchy system within Mordor and sort of orcs that uh, did well against you would be promoted up the ranks. Uh, meanwhile, you could, because you were half uh, wraith, you could dominate certain orcs and basically gain control of them. And so the you know a whole part of the game was uh, taking control of large set you know armies and uh, using them, wiping them out. They it came, like I said, like you said, it came out of nowhere and it was like, it was kind of a surprise hit, mm. just because so, of how well it was made and as well being a licensed game, everyone was sort of doubly surprised, surprised. by that. Yeah. So the problem is, so the the new the sequel, um, which is coming out imminently, everyone was very excited about, and then this news hit that it's effectively going to have microtransactions. Well, this is the thing. I have not been excited for this game, this version, because it seems to me they took they've been taking the relatively simple, approachable systems of the first game mm. and making them really complicated and sort of dense and hard to get into and they haven't been explaining them very well and now that they're adding uh the you know pay to unlock what you otherwise could earn in game through playing it seems like it seems a bit like they're you know maybe making it a bit complex in order to push you to unlock things with money yeah that you're going to be pushed into a situation that you're you know you you kind of you are looking at a very long grind trying to level yourself up to to so you're not getting your ass kicked continuously um or you can just for you know it's that thing of oh just a, just a few p just a few p you know 50p for this a quid for that and um or you know you have to buy like um gold or is that what it would be you'll be you know buy a gold pack so i think it's quite a yeah. few games like that i think the M- like nba 2k17 i think has 
microtransactions like that. I know Star Trek Online, which is free to play on Xbox and I think PlayStation possibly, has, you know, buy dilithium and stuff like that. So it will be. Games have done it before, haven't they, as well? I was thinking that actually, because didn't Unity have this thing with their treasure chests? Yes. That you had to. Oh, you! I don't know if it was you had to pay for them, but you had to use the companion. There was like a companion app, yeah, and the app you had to pay for, and you could only unlock certain chests in Paris with the app. Yep. But for, I, I remember sort of going because oh, I. By the time I got around to playing Unity, that had been all thrown away, and all the chests were now available to everybody. Yeah, so you could no, open what anything. was what was particularly obnoxious about that was that when Unity launched. Uh, okay. the connectivity with the app didn't work properly. So people, because the app of course launched before the game so that you could right. earn a bunch of this stuff and have it ready for you in the game. When it launched, the game launched, the connectivity didn't work. So you couldn't <laughs> unlock any of the chests, but because uh, Unity was so in your face about uh, all of its microtransactions and all of this stuff, it was constantly reminding you, Hey, play the game to unlock this chest. So mm. yeah. So by the time you played, they'd made that stuff sort of, uh, they'd either got done away with it or hidden it so that it only, you know, became, it wasn't as obtrusive. Oh, so I'll tell you what, though, because but Unity, I think, of, of all the Assassin's Creed games, which are collector fest, I mean, if you're going for 100% completion or all the achievements and stuff like that, the collectibles have always been obnoxious in the Assassin's Creed games, right back to one with all the fucking flags. My little um, sister is currently, uh, she got a copy of it for PlayStation 3, and I right. uh, stopped by the room the other night, and she, and she was like, right, I've just done collecting all the flags, and, you know, Masayaf, and I was like, don't, don't, don't collect Don't them. do I, the rest of them. I was going to say, or if you do, flags. don't just collect one and then try and go back and get the rest, because you're never going to do it. Also, the Templars that you have to, Templar Knights that are dotted <laughs> around the map, for fuck's sake, do them all in one go. Because if you try and do them, or, or do them as you see them, because try and find them again, you won't. I Trust think, me, I fucked, I fucked this up playing it the first time. I think Alison's 100%ed all of them. Yeah, she's mental, because I yeah. mean, um, I, I, so I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed games, but I'll tell you what, the thing that always annoys me is the 100% sync thing. Yeah. Of like you have to do it in certain ways, which for me is like the anti-fun police, because yeah. you, you sit there and you go, oh, I could probably just you know, assa- you know, assassinate that guy or this guy over here. I could probably throw a dagger in the back of his neck and be out of there, and no one want to see me. But the game's like, no, if you're 100 percent completion, you have to do it this way or that way. I'll like, oh, fuck off. I'll just do it my way. Thanks. Yeah. Stick 100 percent sync up your ass, mate. I have to sign into my Xbox now to see if. <laughs> um, oh God, it's right. Hang on, because it's my Microsoft. Yes, that's another thing Microsoft have been pissing about with is, you know, you now uh, tying things up to your Microsoft account, which is not your Hotmail, which is now gone. Yeah, because <sighs> I mean, I've got a Windows 10 machine. So if I've been playing, um, I've been playing on the Xbox, if I've got an achievement, sometimes when I come back to my laptop, it will say, oh, you've got this achievement. Well done. I mean, like, Thanks. you Okay, that, sure. That was unnecessary pop up. It's just <laughs> made my laptop grind like um, any anyone's business. All these friends, no one online. I just have to see Alison's gamer record on there just to prove to myself. Yeah, I think that she, she I, is. I, I, I'm pretty sure she has more than. Yeah, I'm sure she's 100. I think she's done 100 sync on them. I mean, so Allison, I, I mean, we've had a we've had this conversation before. I think Alison is mental enough to have enjoyed the multiplayer in. Assassin's oh, Creed. fuck that noise! Oh, yeah. do you know she's not she's not as complete as we've 
thought. Right. Yeah. Right. So Assassin's Creed Rogue, 100%. Huh. Assassin's wow, Creed. Rogue? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Assassin's Creed 4, 72%. Yeah. SSX, 99%. That's that's what she likes. Assassin's Creed 3, 66%. Assassin's yeah, I think I need Sorry, yeah, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed 4, that's that's Unity, isn't it? No, that's Black Flag. Oh, is that Black Flag? Oh, yes, you're right, that's Black Flag. Yeah. Revelations, 58%. She's done more on Batman Arkham City at 60%. God, she doesn't weigh more than I do. Revelations was a lot of shit. I mean, because there's like, um, in Revelations, you have, apart from all the 100% sync stuff, you have, because this is when they had the things of you could recruit kind of junior assassins and send them off to yeah. do things the little kind of spreadsheet game and you had that that was that was basically a job yeah you had to you know be sort of every hour or so you had to be like have they finished the thing okay good they have they haven't died all right we'll send them off another mission so that was a big load of shit and then there's like bomb missions and ship missions and tower <sighs> defense missions and blah, 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 blah. revelations great story great story but by that point uh you know it was the third it was basically the third assassin's creed 2 game yeah. and they had just overloaded the engine with too many features and options and it had just gotten to be a bit of a bloated mess and uh while they did power that back a bit for assassin's creed 3 it very slowly has crept back in <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what origins is like um you know i was watching um a thing on youtube of them doing um sort of like a, a, a sort of a a demonstration because this game is going to be out in 4k so what yeah. it's going to be like and so one of the devs they were doing a side mission and they kept saying there are hundreds of these there are hundreds of these yeah. and i was like are they really i hope not because <laughs> you know I, I appreciate an open world and i appreciate there's lots to do but literally hundreds hundreds of side crests hundreds yeah. <laughs> i don't think so yeah, yeah, I think I will, the, be, the, the I will important... be doing the bare minimum to get the achievements, mate. That's all everyone will do. <laughs> I think the important caveat is there are hundreds of side missions you can do, and there are hundreds of side missions you have to do. It's which one of those, you know, it turns. Out I think as well because Assassin is for Syndicate introduced the thing of you have levels, so you could go from level one to ten. Yes, and you yeah. you you got XP for ev- like for everything that you did, like quite a lot of other games, but it capped at level ten. That I think they're not going to cap the leveling in this one. I didn't play Syndicate. Like I say, you, um, you really burnt me out on the on the series. I'll t- tell you what, though, Syndicate is fun, and they sort of made, they went to pains to kind of explain the story in a in a sort of um, you know try and ex- thin down the the bloated mess that is the overarching story of Assassin's Creed. And uh, right. you know, I, I thought it was fine what they did, but yeah, the actual. I mean, the I might give it a go. I wonder, yeah, I'll, I'll check out to now. see if it's. Uh, I'll check out to see if it's PC ports any, any good. Yeah, and I was going to say, and if you can play the Jack the Ripper DLC, that's quite fun. Um, the and as well the the conceit of because you are twins, Jacob and yeah. Evie, so you play as one or the other, and they have different styles. Um, Evie's style is far more interesting to me, anyway, because it's pure, it's stealth. almost pure stealth. Yeah, yeah, um, that's how. I, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, it sort of exploits being in Victorian London to the maximum and uh, the, the sort of the gang wars and stuff like that. It's, I thought it was quite a fun game. I enjoyed it playing it. Um, 
and I say it's one of the the better ones that I played for a while. I think it's the one I've enjoyed most since I played Black Flag. Right. So um, I, I, I say I think you should probably be able to pick it up quite cheap now. I should expect. Oh yeah, so probably. Probably. It's it's worth a look. I think don't pay full okay. price for it, but you know, no. get it for <laughs> get it for get it for like a you know between ten and fifteen quid. I think it's worth your time. Okay. All right. I'll 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 check it out. I will check it out. Okay then. We got that was a big Assassin's Creed thing from nowhere. <laughs> All came out of the back of Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> yes. Shadow sorry, of I was, War. sorry, I was quiet. I've just never played an Assassin's Creed game, so I can't really. I, I have no opinions. Uh, but moving on, Hellblade may erase your save if you die too many times. Oh, I like that. <laughs> no, it's awful. It's, yeah, this whole thing of like you know, we talked about the the hard games thing now yeah. with obviously we went through the whole dark Souls stuff but i, I just for me I, I kind of need to be i think there's there's a space for people to be eased into these things slowly i think you have to be allowed time to suck and to to get better and practice and if you are constantly being worried about i, I agree that you need to have time to be eased in and you need time to learn to suck and yeah yeah and this is sort of taking away the <laughs> you're being mean. You the words came out of your mouth and how you I know, could but not you're making it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> this is all what she said. Yeah, literally. No. I, said look, I, I think you're I agree. At, I yeah. I agree you are absolutely right. Yes. And uh, well, I think this should be a, this should be a setting. Yeah. Yes. That's have, what I'm saying, rather than the the default, which it seems to be. Have, have either of you ever played a Fire Emblem game? Um, no. no. Right. No, well, they're they're RPGs, kind of Pokemon-y, but better. And they have a permadeath thing where you get, you know, you'll have your characters, and it's very character-driven. They make you care about these characters. You've followed a story with them, and if they die in a in a fight, they're fucking dead. That's it, and it is soul destroying. But it's an option. You can have it so that anyone who dies during a battle comes back after the battle. And that is that for me is the, the easier way to play because it makes me less sad all the time. Uh, I've always wanted a Pokemon game to do that. A Pokemon game to have a permadeath mode where you're not battling till they faint. You're battling till they fucking till they die. die and add some blood in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. really piss Peter off. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I am still battling my way through Pokemon Moon it's not grabbing me but i don't know i've got a pikachu now that was that was mm. all right <laughs> um but you know you you'll you'll be thinking you're pretty good and then you get to the arena and it's like where's your 50 level 50 pokemon like they go up to level 50 what and then i just get murdered or whatever so yeah but fire emblem they have the permadeath so but yeah as long as it's an option People like this sort of thing. I am currently being plagued by games that make saving them part of the process. I'll come back to that in the. What post. do you mean, like the uh, Resident Evil, the old Resident Evil thing of needing to find a typewriter? A typewriter. I don't spoil it, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, that exactly, exactly that. When I saved, okay. I I saved. Every time I walked past the fucking typewriter, because my mentality is save your game whenever you can save yep. the game. Whatever you've done, 
just saved the game. And I got Yeah. And then I went back and it was like, oh, you can't save. You've used up the typewriter ribbon. Oh, and there's a finite number of those anyway. You're like, but I, oh, what if I just have to take the dog for a shit or something? What do you mean I can't just (laughs) save the game? That's frustrating. I don't like it when it's part of the game to be able to save it because there's so many real world situations that nothing to do with the game that mean you have to save it. And owning a dog is a lot of those. Yes, true. That is true. So, but, you know, if it can be an option. That seems to be a trope that's sort of gone away over the years now that autosave is very much here to stay. It has, isn't it? I like it very much. I think hard drives had a lot to do with that. Um, Yeah. Because I noticed the original Xbox does it a lot more frequently than the PS2 or the GameCube uh, because those other two work on memory cards which is slower, yeah. to, slower to write to um but yeah i i also noticed we've lost sort of collecting health packs seems to have gone away a lot now and we seem to have settled in this hide for 10 seconds or whatever and your health will be replenished stuff gameplay has changed a lot over the last sort of decade there's a system i really liked it was in uh it was an old it was a world war ii game sort of xbox 360 era I think it may have been one of the company of heroes games. I'm not sure, but it was sort of a, it was a, it was a third person squad based type thing where, you know, you were the squad leader and you had to, uh, you could issue commands to your, uh, your squad while you, uh, generally the, the gameplay mechanic was you would find cover, tell your squad to stay there while you worked your way around and flanked the enemy. Yeah. But what I really liked was the uh, the sort of health system was that the longer you were out of cover, the redder your screen got. And that wasn't to represent how much damage you were taking. It was to represent the risk of you being shot. And so the, the, the redder and redder things were the, because one shot would kill you. Right. Okay. So instead of, you know, the modern thing where you're standing out in the open, you get shot four or five times and then you take cover and suddenly you're okay. Instead, it was uh, it was a really tense kind of thing where you were. Uh, uh, it was a risk reward thing of how you know how far am I willing to run out of cover to get to a new, a new you know, uh, place where I can flank better. Like it, and it's weird that it didn't catch on. It makes more sense that way, doesn't it? It does. It really does. Um, very odd. It must just be you know a push by the whatever marketing board is responsible for promoting the idea of smearing jam on screens. Ah, <laughs> uh, so moving on. Uh, oh, right. The coolest tech demos from Seagraph 2017. I've seen yep. nothing from Seagraph 2017. This is the, as it says here, the cutting edge of computer graphics and simulation. So no, your PC won't run it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> No, it won't. I like the fabric stuff, the pictures they had of the, the, the how fabric works and that sort of thing. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Well, I like this because it's sort of a look at what we might be getting in games like 10 to 15 years down the line because all of these simulations uh, are like, you know, they talk about them in the presentations. These are things that take, you know, at the moment on high end computers, take about two minutes per frame to render. And I like the fact that in you know twenty years time we might be looking at this in real time in our games because I like graphics. <laughs> I like 
I like that. You know, I, I do. You know, I'm all for gameplay. All for gameplay. Gameplay is king. But if you can have nice graphics on top of that, have them. Yeah, why not? Of course. This yeah. looks incredible. We'll see this sort of thing in Pixar movies. And, yeah, this is the thing. Um, I, so was, I, I read another, uh, there was another article about uh, there is a guy who's worked on, uh, he's actually put it out, I think you can download it. It's uh, Quake 2, uh, a version of Quake 2, but with uh, real-time uh, ray tracing for the lighting. Um, what ray tracing is, it, it basically, our modern modern games try to simulate light. Uh, they sort of try to fake what, what light behaves like. Right. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, things like reflections, are, but they're all sort of baked in. They have to be baked in because to actually simulate it in real time on your computer would be ridiculous uh, at the current state that, you know, computers are at. And what path tracing is, it is literally simulating how light works in, you know, real time. It's how, uh, it's the kind of thing that, you know, if you're running it, you can run this on your computer, but it takes two minutes per frame type thing. But he was saying how 10 years ago, the tech that we're using in games nowadays was being used on things like Toy Story 10 years ago, whereas the things that are being, this uh, ray tracing stuff is what's being used in Pixar movies nowadays. And so likely 10 to 15 years down the line, we're going to be looking at it uh, in real time on our games. And it's, it's, I I like it. It's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting to sort of look at things and then, you know, but then you sort of realize 10 to 15 years, we're not going to make it. I've got the, some of the videos playing and the the liquid wet hair is incredible. Mm. Yep. Yep. Like her simulation, like, uh, I'm playing, I'm still playing uh, The Witcher. And I've been talking to, I've been encountering characters who are supposed to be wearing like uh, fur pelts and that, you know, uh, fur capes. And the way they've done it, this is a game from 10, from 2007. And the way they've sort of tried to simulate fur, it's a sort of a, a slightly transparent 3D box with a pattern on it. And you sort of look at it and think, okay, it, I get that it's supposed to be. I get what you were trying to do. And then you look at Witcher 3, which actually has, you know, uh, real-time horror simulation on, like, the wolves and stuff. Yeah. And it just sort of hammers home, you know, how far you can come in 10 years of games. It's a long way. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I now, mean, cause I've been... No, carry, carry on. I'm now looking at the speech thing uh, video on this this article it's incredible yeah i mean we're still having problems you know uh, mass effect andromeda had huge problems with its facial animation uh engine at launch which really spoiled the you know the experience for a lot of people so the better sort of automated systems can get the less work developers have to do on stuff to make it passable you know, at the bare minimum, and sort of the more they can focus on specific things they want to make good. God, the PlayStation 8 is going to be amazing, isn't it? <laughs> wow. You know, I like that you can say that, the PlayStation 8, because we know the one thing we know is the PlayStation 8 will be called the PlayStation 8. Who knows what the fuck the Xbox 8 is going to be called? Exactly. It will be some combination of O's, B's, and X's, just much, uh, you know, in a longer line. It will be like 32 X's. 
it will be like twat gamer tags you know <laughs> xx420 just blaze for days xxx i like i, I part of me just wants them to call it the xbox around the world around the world around the world around the world just the entire <laughs> the entire song <laughs> or maybe maybe that i'm blue song <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely i love that song sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> it will just be the um oh let's take it back a few years the annoying frog yeah so anyway i want to talk about the official fallout board game hmm. okay, i'm just curious on. as to how it's going to work because apparently you'll be able to do vats and stuff in it that was my question yeah. <laughs> everyone like, has to sit very still i mean what, yeah what do you do I, I actually I can't get into board game. I'm not going to play this. That's just a given. I, I wish I could, but unfortunately I'm a hermit, so you know. I have the I same see, problem. I do, I do play board. I do play board games because we we have uh, we have some of our Doctor Who nerd friends are also board game nerds. So we ha- sometimes when they're here, we we do board games. But uh, anything very complicated gets old pretty quickly. And you, because my patience is nil, I just want, I want to start bouncing people's heads off tables because we're going through the rules for the eighth time. So things like this are for proper board game nerds, I think. But yeah, I was just curious as to how it works. I mean, I presume, looking at the picture, they're sort of, I presume you sort of put bits of these cells down, bits of the board as you go out and into the waste and stuff. But yeah, the fact that you said, oh yeah, you can do vats and stuff, I presume that you roll die and depending on the numbers is sort of what, if you can get a critical hit in and things like that against enemies like S and they're just going to call that VATS. Well, you can see that it, it's hex based. So you know that it's mm. for nerds. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, as long as it hasn't got bloody Preston Garvey telling me to go and sort oh, out a settlement, I'm fine. Man. I literally, towards the end of the game, I was running away from him. Yeah. He's <laughs> such an annoying prick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I did the DLC Nuka world, cause you can go and uh, hang out with the Raiders. That yet. It's quite. I quite like Nuka World because you can right. go and hang out with the raiders, and then you can go and reconquer all the settlements with raiders. So That's I did true. that, and it came up with the message: Preston Garvey hates you. And I was like, awesome. "Yes, he hasn't." I was like, "Awesome, excellent." Sweet. He's not going to ask me to go and help any more help any more bloody uh, settlements. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't do the Minuteman quest line for. I went off and did literally everything else. And then it's only because the game's like you've got to go and do the Minuteman quest now because otherwise there's no more. You know. It's- you can't I think the Minuteman the quests. I think the Minuteman quests generally are all right. It's Preston. It was, that's the problem. Yeah, because my quest log was literally, you know, the one thing I wanted to do, a couple of other bits and pieces, and then go and help a settlement. And it was just all the same thing all the time. I was, oh, can we just switch those off? I'm pretty sure there's no more settlements. I've given them all guns, and they just bloody sort themselves <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Well, my yeah, it's funny because my uh, Fallout Four experience was um, got it on PlayStation Four. And I got the season pass and I, you know, had a mixed, uh, recept- uh Far Harbor is fantastic. Oh, I but love Far Harbor. Yeah. Far Harbor is fantastic. But the other, uh, the sort of the workshop DLCs yeah, uh, yeah. were a bit, a bit of a mixed bag, but yeah, then I got what? my new, yeah, go on. And I was going to say, the one where you can build your own vault was quite amusing because you can essentially get a, a, a wasteland person to go and do some vault experiments, which is quite funny. I only sort of dabbled in that one. I never really jumped yeah. fully into it. Uh, I think I was slightly burned out by the game because I, I, I played Fallout for quite a lot when it came out. But yeah, yeah um, by the time I got my new PC, um, I which you know far far more powerful than my PlayStation Four, mm. 
I loaded up Fallout 4 and then I bought Fallout 4 and then I realized, huh, I don't have the season pass or any of the DLC. Mm. And unfortunately, they, they really uh, were not keen on lowering the price of that season pass. So I, I've actually had to no. wait until like a recent sale to get hold of it. Uh, so I only now sort of have access to all of it. And because of that, once I got the play, once I got the, the PC, I stopped playing on the PlayStation 4 because I wanted to continue. And I hadn't played Nuka World. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I would say with Nuka World, um, apart from the main quests, there's a person you can meet in Nuka World called Sierra, who if you've played Fallout 3, you might remember from the quest, the sub-quest you have to do to go and get her a bunch of Nuka-Cola Quantums. Oh, yes. She's she's in Nuka World. Oh, right. That's nice. So if you find her, she has a quest for you. It's kind of long, but the payoff is worth it. I won't okay. say any more after yeah, that, but yeah, do that's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not a problem. Not a problem. But yeah, translating it to a board game, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember? Sure. I I remember saying it wasn't an official thing. Uh, it was a fan thing. The uh, Fallout Four Monopoly set. Oh yeah. Uh, I remember saying that and thinking that's really cool, and then I realized no, 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 no. It's Monopoly. Fuck that game. Yeah, fuck Monopoly. Well, it's like I've never played Fallout Shelter either, even though it's it's now free on it's free oh, on it Xbox to play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, not good. Not a good game. Not I, a good game. I played it an alarming amount. It was Same my here. it was my go to pooing app. Um, but yep. I think I ju- it just got, you realized you weren't really achieving much. And I think all I re- had left to do was sort of send people out into the wasteland for days and wait for them. I really, really think that they could have, they, they could have made that game so much more. I don't know what you would call it. They could have made it more worthwhile by linking it to Fallout 4, like having, uh, the idea that, you know, if you send a settler out from your vault on Fallout Shelter, if you then go into Fallout 4, you have a chance of encountering that settler out in the wasteland somewhere or being able to set up, you know, uh, earn earn things in Fallout Shelter that you can then transfer to Fallout 4 to your settlements, you know, have uh, special items for your settlement building. But they did none of this. They sort of did the bare minimum of work to get yeah. people to pay microtransactions. And they weren't obnoxious about the microtransactions. No, no, they, they were not. They were very nice about them, actually, but it's really all it was. And you're right. I think yeah. it was, it was very obvious that this is the bare minimum. Uh, yeah. So, oh, well, well, I won't be playing the board game. Mm. What's the, oh, no man's sky creators say the game will receive a big update this week. Well, I'm sure the person still playing it will be very pleased about that. Yeah, that's why I put it on there. I, w- I wondered if anyone is actually still playing No Man's Sky. I have to just go and check at CEX and just see if... You know, I've never seen a copy of it at CEX, actually. I, I think they might have, because they reach a point where they just won't buy any more copies. Right, okay. Of something, so I'm just wondering. Oh, no, they'll, they'll give you a fiver for it. Bloody hell. They'll give you 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 buy it for twelve pounds off them, and there's four in stock at Keefley. That last bit of information might be less relevant to a lot of you. Um, people are upset by. Isn't Elite Dangerous available on the PS4? It is. That's I, thought, pro- I think it's also available on the Xbox. Also, I'd probably just play that instead if that's what you're after. Of all the games, out of all the developers, that in my opinion, 
can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Hello Games and No Man's Sky are at the front of the queue with a million angry fans lined up behind them. Yeah. Myself among them. I fucking despise No Man's Sky <laughs> because I was fooled. I was suckered in. You weren't I- right. Look, there's... No, you weren't. You weren't. Yeah, go carry on. Do you know, right, if if you write £350 million on the side of a fucking red bus and drive it up and down the country and people believe it, they were fooled. <laughs> I was lied to. I was. Yeah, you were I was, lied it, to. This, that, yes, this is the thing. I was directly lied to. And the list of lies, I mean, there are, you know, there are articles written about this, the amount of bullshit that came out of, uh, what's his name, Sean, what's his face from... Uh, Hello Games, the, you know, the lead guy that I, you know what I resent most about it is I resent being made to feel like an asshole for getting excited about a game. Used to be when a game was coming out, you could, you know, you could get excited about a game. You could look forward to it. Now, if I go online and say, oh, this looks really good. I'm, I'm going to, you know, pre-order this. The default response, and it is the justified response, is you fucking idiot. Why are you pre-ordering a game? Please, shit. please don't pre-order Red Dead Two. Oh, I won't. Just no. Maybe plan to get that one sort of after six months or something like this is that. The thing. I I didn't pre-order No Man's Sky. I was so excited for No Man's Sky, and I didn't pre-order it. And then when it literally the day it came out, I was like, oh fuck. Buy, <laughs> and I bought it. Oh, yeah, and I have never been more. It wasn't just that it wasn't what I was expecting. I genuinely believe it's a shit game. Uh, I think that the gameplay uh, is it entirely about grind, right? And it, the story is nowhere near as exciting. And this is what this update is supposedly about: is to improve the story. The game's been out, what a year now. I don't give you don't get to do that. No, too no, long. Yeah, Hello Games will you know they will never ever again on this game or any other get any of my money. As Spandai Bali, you know, very famously said, "I know this much is true." Ha ha ha. Mm. Um, this is is this a case of people really right? I'm, me, I'm, I'm pissed off with games that don't fucking work when they come out. Yep. It worked. I mean, but say, it what, was... say what you like about old games. When you bought the cartridge and you put the cartridge in, that was the game and it worked. Yeah. And the developers had to make sure it worked because it was in a cartridge. They couldn't yeah. update it afterwards. And that lasted all the way up to Generation 6. Pretty much the middle of the Xbox 360 generation, we started to notice games which were problematic at release. Yeah, and I think now it's just become sort of so easily done by developers. Just, oh, put out what we've got. We'll make some more money. Or we're running out of money, let's put out what we've got, get people to buy it, and then we'll put out some updates later. Yeah. It used to be like when the 360 came out, uh, it was pretty common like from, from from the console's launch for there to be a day one update for a game. Yeah. But you kind of looked forward to that because the day one updates really were just sort of 
tiny little bug fixes that they had noticed, you know, between finishing the game and launch day. Whereas now a day one update is more than likely like no man's skies day one update literally contained the majority of the playable game. That's it's not good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, whenever uh, this was one of the things about no man's sky, whenever they sent out review copies ahead of the game's launch, they said to develop to, to uh, journalists, please don't review this because this is not the game people will be playing on day one. This is the game that's coming on the disc, but on the day one update, we'll add a lot of new, ge- uh, you know, gameplay, and that's not a good state to be in. No, for, it's not. Know, it's it's really not. And I I just have doubts about the the future availability of these things. You know, yeah. um, in in ten years, fifteen, twenty years time, those No Man's Sky discs are pretty much worthless, aren't they? Because they don't contain. Oh, they're worthless now. That is one of the interesting... That's what I'm saying. Those No Man's Sky discs were worthless on day one. It's basically just a token that says you own the game. So this update needs to be made available forever. Yeah. And and the question is, will it be? We we actually don't know. Um, Some things get turned off. I have a bit more faith that the updates... Do they come from... Now then... Is an update coming from Sony or is it coming from the developer? It's coming from Sony, isn't it? Uh, I think this is the thing. Uh, I think it's coming from the developer, but because of the sort of security systems like Microsoft and Sony, and I think even Valve have in place, it needs to be validated by the delivery mechanism. Well, I'm, I'm platform holder. I'm, I'm yeah. just thinking about it in terms of who has the best chance of being around the longest. Sony and or Microsoft, or Hello Games. Because I think Sony and Microsoft will be there long beyond Hello Games. Yeah. Um, oh, in that case, I think, I think yeah, I think, like, whenever an update comes, you, you are downloading it not from Hello Games, but from Sony or Microsoft. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know what the case is with, uh, with Steam. I don't know whether you're getting it from the developer or from Valve. I'm not 100%. I would imagine you're getting it from Valve. It would make more sense that way. I, I would hope I was getting it from Valve. Because I, I, this is on, the only way that the Sony and Microsoft can ensure that their that updates for, the, for Xbox games and PS4 games will be available for the life of those consoles is if they host them themselves. Yeah. Uh, in which case, it's a bit of nothing to them. It really isn't, and so I have more faith that updates will be available forever. But that there's really no guarantee of that, yeah, at all. It, it gives me less faith for the future of gaming, and I, I see more things like PlayStation Now coming along, so that you, you're basically just playing remasters or digital versions of games, yeah. uh, which makes me sad a little bit because I like yeah. games on my shelves. I'm going to get some big shelves for more games. That's what nice. I'm gonna do. Um, but yeah, fuck Hello Games. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. One last one. Then I want to talk about Resident Evil. Uh, new 2DS XL tops Japanese hardware chart as Switch sales plunge amid stock shor- shortages. I almost couldn't get that out. Uh, 
can the sale plunge if you can't buy one in the first place? That's my yeah, well, question. Yeah. yeah, it's not as if they're not able to sell them. It's that they're not able to have them to sell. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a production rather than it's a it's a supply problem rather than a demand issue. I I still am putting it all down to unexpected demand. And I, I think that ramping up production isn't something you just do. You know, there are many bits that go into a Switch and Nintendo will manufacture none of them. And I wonder, I wonder how many Switches are in a Switch. Exactly. Probably how many Switches would a Switch Switch? If a Switch could switch Switches? Well, if you were to count ones in processor chips, then billions, I would say. Okay. That's uh, a vague answer that I'm not really satisfied it with. It is, sorry. Well, you can count them later. I'm sure you can get a lot of the hardware specs Well, I can't online. because I can't get my hands on a fucking Switch. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I, the, I saw a, a YouTube video in f- saying that 5,000 people turned up to a, a store in Japan that apparently had 500 to sell uh, to do the lottery thing. But the 2DS XL has outsold it over the last week. Um, I saw one in the wild. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen them. I've, I kind of want one. I was sort of in yeah. the in the thing of I I might go for this once the pri- one maybe once uh, sort of prices sort of maybe some second hands one appear. I might go for this because the three D in all its forms gives me a splitting headache. Really, I've tried to yeah. Three D movies, the three D. I mean, because I've got a three DS in my drawer, I have to turn the three D off. Because it just there's something I've got an astigmatism in one eye. I don't know what it is. It just within five minutes, eye fatigue, splitting headache. So to to have like an XL rather than that 2DS, which was sort of like an axe head shape, like a wedge that wasn't a clamshell. I've always thought of it as a wedge of cheese. Yeah, it's all, yeah, like a bit of edam. Yeah. Um, it um yeah to have like a you know an XL size screen for the two for for a two DS I thought oh maybe but there's been a few things about the screen resolution isn't super good also the little stylus it comes with is extremely little <laughs> it's tiny it it's weird that's what everybody yeah. said the screen resolution is the same as the three DS the because it's been embiggened it looks well it's it sort of yeah but it's the, it's the same as the three DS XL. Hmm. They look fine. They look great. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I know, just as I've just where I've, oh, all right. Well, it's just I don't know because I sort of read a few no, reviews I, as um, I, got I saw curious. it come out. And, yeah. <coughs> Granted, I got, it it is significantly lower resolution than your average smartphone. Yeah. But the difference is that the smartphone in your pocket would probably cost you six hundred pounds to buy. Yeah. yeah. And and that's what people forget. The 2DS XL costs, what is it, 129 99 Yeah. Around that? Yeah, you're not getting smartphones. are selling it for 135 which I thought, yeah, dick move. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's not quite as big a markup as the But think of the, the nectar Switch. points. Think of the nectar points. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I, I, I was sort of thinking, again, because that price point is quite good, because it, it's a brand new... Yeah. thing and the 3ds's sell for it's like 180 i want to say about that yeah Do they about the 3ds xls They're so about- i for, for me it's a good option because i say because i have to i have to turn the 3d off anyway because it makes me want to vomit um and it means that i can i can play basically everything that you know ds games 3ds games uh, i believe that it's got the virtual console on it as well yeah. so you can play all your old stuff 
So yeah, I, I think for, for me, you've... for people like me, I don't think I'm in. I'm, I think there's a minority of people who just can't do 3D at all. Um, it's a it's an interesting option, and apparently it will do your amiibos as well if you're into them. It does. It does. I I think more than anything, it just goes to show that people are still interested in the platform. Bizarrely enough, mm. as as well as it's done, and I, and I think you can definitely class the 3DS family as a success commercially. Yeah. Uh, I I still think it could. There doesn't seem to be that much permeation into the general population. Yeah. Although there is, what is, what is interesting, there is, uh, I was looking at the Wikipedia article of, you know, the list of the Nintendo DS models and the list of Nintendo 3DS models. And there is one 3DS model that I would like to point out as an interesting failure. Which and is? it's a recent one. It's the new Nintendo 3DS. The non-XL version, which yeah. did so badly, it was discontinued within months. Um, like, and yet, oddly, even though we now have the new Nintendo 2DS XL, Nintendo are still manufacturing and, in fact, are bringing out special editions of the, the 3DS Wedge Nintendo 2DS. Well, it, they're hitting price points. Yeah. and, and that, yeah. That's like 80 quid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for 80 quid, while I mm. accept it's... It is the child toy version of the DS. Yeah. yeah. But for 80 quid, shit, that's a lot of stuff for 80 quid. It, it really is great value for money. They all are, to be honest. Good value. I mean, because I still, I mean, you're saying about penetration into the, the general population. It's uh, when I was, when I, shut <laughs> up. When it was, I'm going, I'm not, I was about to say I'm going I don't over, know what's, I don't know what's wrong with you this week. I've Sorry. been like this my whole life. For yeah. some reason, you this week are yeah, been quite filthy this know. week, Emma. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, continue. No, I, I don't want to anymore. No, we were <laughs> penetrating the general population. Carry on. Yep. Yeah. So, but a lot, when I was working in the holiday camps, every kid I saw had their face glued to a handheld of some type. Yeah. And a lot of them were the cheese wedge. 2DS because yeah. yeah I mean because I think it's as well for, for like smaller kids there's a lot of five and six year olds I think it was quite it was sort of okay for them to sort of hold I yeah. don't know why it seems to sort of fit their hands so well, interestingly that's a problem I've had with like from the DS onwards is I think that while it's a really you know uh, it's a it's a good form factor in terms of portability and in, ter- in terms of like uh, with the clamshell design it protects you know the screens Mm. I think it's quite uh, the ergonomics aren't great. Yeah, and I that get clamshell gets very, wobbly. Yeah, the clamshell's wobbly. I get uh, I get crampy hands really quickly using uh, a DS onwards. Yeah, uh, the last it, sort of ergonomic Nintendo handheld was the original Game Boy Advance. See, I've never had a problem like that, but I have the XL one, and I, I yeah. think yeah. that a bit of extra size makes a lot of difference. Really. Yeah, yeah. Because I think with the the regular, like the DS size ones, what I found is that 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 bottom corner digs right in the middle of your palm. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah, because I haven't. Uh, the only XL one is my brother's got on, got on three D XXL. So where I've held that to play it, it's yeah, it's much more comfortable for for bigger hands. I think. Yeah, I've never actually used a regular size one. I I went straight to the the XL size because they were only sort of. 30 quid more than the little ones and we've reached the point where i think people are happy to carry something of the size that the xl is 
yeah. now because smartphones has, has pushed that up over the years bit by bit we've been chipped away that we're now happy carrying something enormous with us uh and so a 3ds which is has no bigger footprint than my iphone is yeah. no problem it just lives in my bag and it's just yeah. always there um i just don't see a god i don't know i i am apprehensive about a future where a smaller version of the switch is nintendo's handheld i can't it's strange i can't see well i, I definitely can't see another version of the 3ds i think we're sort of you know the the current you know new nintendo 2ds and new nintendo 3ds and the original 2ds i suppose you call it i think we're probably at the end of this yeah. you know consoles you know iterations so what they do next who knows i i could not predict what nintendo were going to do i i think they've gone a long way to sort of link up the portable and the home market with the switch it is a portable device it's just not as that, portable yeah and it's not it lacks they, all of the benefits that you get from something that was designed to be portable yeah yeah, um, they are risking sort of cannibalizing their own market. Well, they've done it, I think, to yeah. be honest. It, it, <laughs> it happened. It's with, We're living it now. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know what to what they do next. But the fact it is that- interesting because when you look at the 3DS and Nintendo's handheld, while they've moved their home console now towards being sort of slightly portable, They've also been really hesitant to add good features to their handheld department, like, for instance, better screens, yep. uh, a better uh, second control stick. You know, that little nubbin is like, it is the embodiment of the term compromise. Yes, it is. It really, really is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I mean, that they, they resurrected what I would have considered a dead piece of technology. Yeah in order to sort of uh, reach a compromise with people. So who knows? It's really weird. I, I, I wouldn't bet against Nintendo, but I wouldn't bet for them. Well, only time will tell. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, whatever they bring out next, I'm going to get one, which is <laughs> why I kind of really hope it's going to be good because I don't want a shit thing. And I, I adore the 3DS. Um, it's terrible being at the mercy of a company, isn't it? It really but is. Please, please don't hurt me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's some great games that I think a lot of people just haven't played because it's literally, you could only play it on a DS. Yes. Like all the Professor Layton games. Professor Layton awesome. Yeah, if you're a puzzle game person, oh my God, you're missing out if you haven't played. There's, there's six of them if you don't include the one, the crossover one with Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, which is also an excellent game series. And um, uh, Apollo Creed. Or no, not Apollo Creed. Apollo. Yo. There's another one. <laughs> there's another spinoff. Yeah, there is another one. You're right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's there's so many of those, those kind of things that I think some people just completely missed out on because like, there's no Professor Layton on PlayStation Sorry. or Xbox. So it's Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney. That's it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Alison loves those games. Yeah, I, I love them I too. Re- I really like them, but they do take place in what I consider to be the most, one of the more sinister dystopias uh, in like all of fiction. Really? Because, I, I, oh, absolutely. I assume they were real world. 
No, no. The uh, the justice right. The justice system in these games, the way it operates is: if you're accused of a crime, there will be a three day trial. If during that three day trial you are exonerated of committing the crime, you still need to provide. You you still need to figure out who did it and provide someone who is guilty. Otherwise, even though they know you're innocent, you will go to jail. Objection. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, it's a fucked up world. Just stunned by that. I don't know quite what that is. Fucked. It's really, yeah. The first time I played through, I was like, seriously, this is. Oh my god, that is horrible. That is that is horrible. Yeah. And it's just so light and colorful and cartoony. And look, she has big boobs. Oh, anime. Yeah. It's just really dark undercurrent. Well, anyway, let's let's talk about a what we've been playing and and stuff. Do you know what? I think we should open this end bit up to like anything else that you want to talk about that's remotely gaming related or relevant or whatever. Oh. All right. As well, cuz then it's easier in case you've just been playing the same stuff from last week. Sure. Which which is a very viable thing to happen with games. <laughs> yeah. It, it's less it's less of a worry at the end of uh, movie news cuz it's like what you've been just watching the same movies as you did last week. That's odd. That's odd and a bit. I'm a little afraid of you now, Rick. Don't you judge me? Yeah. Uh, so with <laughs> but with games, that's entirely feasible. So yeah, I kind of yeah. just hey, if there's anything else you want to talk about, then you know you can do so because I I have a text, I have a, a relevant thing to talk about. Right. I was going to uh, say I think you should talk about Resident Evil now. Oh, you want yeah, to go on? So <laughs> I've been playing Resident Evil for the first ah, time. I like I like it. It's very good. I mean, I'm probably nowhere on it yet, but I've been playing it. Are you it. playing it? Pardon? Are you playing it? And uh, what, ma- yeah, what method are you using to play it? I'm playing it on the, the remastered HD version on okay. the PS4. All right. Okay. Good choice, I think. Which I got in a pack with a game called Resident Evil Zero. I that's think I have. Yeah, that's the prequel that was done on GameCube. Yes. So I haven't, I haven't played that one yet. I've started with the first Resident Evil or the remake and the remaster and the HD version of that. I think it's basically the fourth version of that first game. Yeah. So has it got yeah. the um the oh the sort of terrible FMV kind of no. intro on it? Oh, that's a shame. That's all the remastered stuff. Yeah, it's all. Oh, all boo. Yeah, it's it's animated stuff. It looks. It doesn't great. have the uh, the live action intro. No, that was so rubbish. <laughs> it, uh. it does look good though. It looks great, and it's incredibly atmospheric. The sound design is wonderful. Uh, you do absolutely wet yourself the first time that you see a zombie mm. because you don't know it's coming, and it's suddenly there, and suddenly it's eating your face off, and you, you haven't remembered the control about how to fire the gun and that sort of thing, and then you just die, and you get an achievement called Get Used to It. <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> which amused me at the time and then yeah then you go and start saving your game over and over again and then realize you can't do that then you realize you want to put something down and you can't do that so they haven't changed that with the uh, with the remaster they haven't updated the uh, they don't have an option to let you save whenever you want no not at all all right i mean you, you saving grace on the playstation is you can just hit that playstation button and go back to the menu and your game is sort of yeah left there nicely so you you've got that in the, that so that works if no one else is using the playstation as well 
Uh, and if the only other thing you want to run is YouTube, it's fine. Um, so that I'm getting away with a lot with that. Uh, I think it's suspended as we speak right now. <laughs> so that's the thing. But I'm I'm definitely enjoying it and feel inspired to go on to other ones. Well, you, I'm just looking here because you may, uh, you may have picked a good time to do this because, uh, I mean, if you do Resident Evil One, uh, it's a game that you can play multiple times, whether you want to or not. But uh, if you do, then Resident Evil Zero, you can play that because the remake of Resident Evil Two is being worked on at the minute. Yes, I, I noticed that myself. There's no hard, you know, hard date for a release. We're probably looking at 2018, I, I would say. Yeah. Some time for that, but that's one that fans have been wanting, because people sort of consider it to be one of the best games, you know, in the series. Right. So, what, what does it run on originally? That's a PlayStation game originally, although I think it's been ported to PC. I'm sure there's ports for tons of systems. Uh, probably can get it on PC as well. Uh I doubt you could get it on PlayStation Four. <laughs> I don't. Maybe, maybe it might be part of the PlayStation Classics. Hard to say because it was a double disc game. That was the thing about it. The Resident Evil Two does the same thing as Resident Evil One, where you have two protagonists and you choose which one you want to play through. Yeah, but so it's the res- difference is you play through both of them. You, you choose who you want to play through as first. Yeah, and then you insert the disc for that character. Okay. And then when you reach the end of that disc, you have to put in the disc for the other character. And decisions that you made as uh, Leon carry over and affect the game uh, that you play as Claire. And uh, so you end up getting different endings depending on what you do and which character you choose to play as first. So to be clear, this is Resident Evil 2, not Resident Evil Revelations 2. No, 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 no. That's different. a separate game. Now yeah. I can get Resident Evil 2 for the playstation the gamecube on which it's going for 29.99 on uh, amazon at the moment that that hurts but hey not the worst gamecube game i've seen that's on my list uh and it looks like oh yeah it's going for about 50 quid on the n64 oh and pc as well so that's it and it turns out the thing i've got is called resident evil origins collection right and that, that was 20 quid that struck me as all right for two games. Oh, yeah. Tenor each is all right, Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the Steam page here. And I've noticed that for a lot of the Resident Evil games, they've uh, amended the name. So it's Resident Evil 7 slash Biohazard 7, Resident Evil 0 slash Biohazard 0. I yearn for the day where they just bite the bullet and call it Biohazard. It Biohazard. Yeah. So, I mean, with actually, with Resident Evil set of Biohazard 7, um, I noticed when I was skimming through Xbox achievements that there is a like uh, what they've called the grotesque version of Seven, um, which is even more gory and unpleasant than the uh, US and EU versions. I wonder if is that available here? Or is that just Jap- Is that just Japan? I'm not sure. Uh, I was saying, I wonder if you've got if you've got Steam there to hand. Maybe let's uh, have a look. Uh, Resident Evil Seven Deluxe Edition Original Soundtrack. Season pass teaser. No, they don't. They don't seem to have anything other than the normal yeah. edition. And because uh, I was thinking, how bad must that? Because I've, I mean, I haven't played seven, but I've watched it on YouTube, and it's grim. So I just want to watch the grotesque I, I think version. It looks is like really good, actually. I would <laughs> yeah. like to play. It's one of the ones I would kind of like to play on the VR helmet, but not enough to buy. Oh one. hell no! Yeah. 
Hang on no, a minute. Yeah, though. No, the, that's I, all that. Yeah, the deluxe edition is just the normal game, but with the season pass. But I can buy Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 on PS4. Why would they do that? Why would you make 1, 4, 5, 6, and 6? Why would you not do 2 and 3? Screw it's you, weird. that's why. It's weird that <laughs> 2 and 3 have been, and also, what do you call it, Code Veronica, which was yeah. Resident Evil 4, but not Resident Evil 4, because then they made Resident Evil 4. Why? Uh <laughs> Well, as well, I think the problem is with five and five and six weren't very well received either. So I uh, think yeah. that yeah. So I think the fact that they're freely available is more indicative of their quality. Not four, four is very good, but five and yeah. six um, are pretty pony. So um, yeah, I think that's why you can sort of obtain them for your latest system fairly cheaply and readily, whereas the other ones, which are critically well regarded, are kind of now highly priced and being remastered, so you can pay for it again. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think they, they want you they want people to forget five five and six, but for interestingly for different reasons. I think six because it was just generally shit from the top to the bottom. And five because while it wasn't terrible, it was quite racist. Okay. Yeah. Quite racist. A lot of mm-hmm. uh a lot of uncomfortable uh African troops in there. And uh uh, a black character, a black female protagonist who was actually quite white, a lot whiter than all the other black people who you were slaughtering. And also you play, don't you play as Chris Redfield in that? And I remember I saw a picture of that, that his bicep was bigger than his head. Oh yeah. 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 It I was they, really stupid. They've toned that down somewhat in recent yeah. games because yeah, like that, was, humans. Yeah. that was horrific. Yeah. And rather than looking like they're out of street fighter, they look like normal people. Yeah. Well, funny enough, he did turn up in Marvel versus Capcom. So part of me thinks maybe they were preparing ahead of the curve for that one. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Chris Radfield is playable in one of the Marvel versus Capcom games. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm just seeing which Resident Evil games I can get for GameCube now. It's quite a fragmented series in terms of what's available. You can get four for GameCube, I think. There's a yes. few, and there's one just called Resident Evil, which I think is the remake of the original. Yeah. So I technically got that game three versions later. <laughs> And Resident Evil 4, but not 3. Oh, no, there's 3. That's Nemesis, it's, I think. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's a fun game I like to play in like a series where there are numbered entries. It's the, the fun game of, all right, Resident Evil 7 just came out. How many games exist in the Resident Evil series? So it's many. about 48 or something stupid. Yeah, so probably many. about, let's see, Resident Evil series. All right, that's kind of Resident Evil 1, 2, 0. <laughs> I, do you count remakes as separate entities? I think we should. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. So there's two Resident Evil 1s. That bumps us up to four games already. Uh, Resident Evil 4, 5, 6, 7. Revelations 1, Revelations 2. Code Veronica. So that's 11 so far that I can count. There's so many. Then yeah. you, I mean, and different platform versions of stuff that will be different. Because Resident Evil 4 is on the Wii and the GameCube. Just so many versions of these things. You know, sorry, this reminds me of, uh, do you remember the site GameTrailers.com? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sadly went under a few years ago. They did a really fantastic, uh, they used to do retrospective series on games where they would cover the, uh, the story of a franchise. And they did a really, really good job of covering Resident Evil's rather bizarre ongoing uh, storyline up to the point of Resident Evil 5, which hadn't come out yet. In a way that made it, you know, not 
as stupid and cheesy as it actually is and sort of made, you know, serious connections. And I just, uh, I just remember that and I'm sad that game trailers is gone. They're one of my favorite gaming sites. Do you know what I was feeling sad was gone this week? Movies, games, and videos. Oh, so good. And I felt the need to go and look some up on YouTube and watch video of Jurassic Park being talked about enthusiastically. And it was coming out <laughs> on the Amiga. And it was like, I've, I've always wanted, uh, I've always wanted like a nice sized movie game, movies, games, and videos uh, wallpaper for my computer. But because of the era, yeah, no, such, on, no, such, no thing such thing exists. Yeah. I think you could remake that show for YouTube. I'd kind of like to. I couldn't I do the voice. the copyright? I, I don't know. Um, ITV or something? I, I think you could make what is essentially that show and just give it a different name. Yeah. Well, you could really, you could piss about, you could just, you know, re- reorder them. Games, movies, and videos. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Just sort of, yeah. And you could just, because it's just, it's just trailers of stuff. That's all it is, and press conference footage and that kind of thing. It was, it must have been so cheap to make, and yet I would love a half hour of here are the latest movies, here here's a game that's coming out. You might like that, and that sort of thing. Here's what's on TV. What's the Flash been up to? That would be great. Someone should oh, make Barry, that. He's been fucking about with the time stream. <coughs> he just can't stop. He can't, and it's annoying. He really can't. I've just remembered also I have a very good PlayStation emulator, so I might play the original Resident Evil 2. Who knows? God, I forgot about all those games. I I mean, acquired. I mean, no, there's no legal answer to that. Let's. Who else wants to talk about something? What is is that? (laughs) Oh, I've got got another I've been playing. I've been playing God of War on the PS2. Uh, Yeah, boy, I love those games. uh, My, they they are lots of fun. Oh, yes. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, it's led me... I'm having problems with the disc, which has led me to try and take my PlayStation apart on a number of occasions and Ooh. replace the disc laser. And it's so easy to do, but I think I've got, okay. a, I think I've got a duff replacement part, so it's, it keeps crashing on me, which is doing my nutting. But I'm a long way in, and I bloody love this game. I've already <laughs> gone and bought the second one. Uh, I might have to get a PS3 to play the third one. We'll see. So, yeah, there, there is that. It's a series that I, because of sort of, I was N64 and then, no, I did, I did have a PlayStation 2 for a while, I did, but yeah, I've somehow missed out on that franchise and now they're, now they're doing the thing where there is another God of War game coming out on the PlayStation 4, but they're calling yeah, it God of War. It, it, yeah. Does it have, does it have a subtitle? Does it, or is that an old one? Yeah, Ascension, sorry, Ascension might be a PSP I well, think Ascension's an old one. I think this new game. No one, you're right. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Just calling it God of War, even though it's yeah. not a remake it, or a reboot. It's a sequel. Except yeah. now he's going to be kicking the shit out of the Norse gods. Basically, I think so. But it's- I've always, I've always, I, I, you know, it looks good from what we've seen, like the, you know, the demos and trailers and that. But I always think back to that old Penny Arcade strip of Kratos uh, lunging at. Uh, Leonardo's, you know, uh, God touching Adam's finger. <laughs> yeah. The idea of taking on the Christian pantheon. I would, I wish they had the balls. <laughs> I wish they had the balls <laughs> to do that. T- yeah, that would be, that would be something. <laughs> Blimey. Um, I'll tell you what though, just with those games, especially the first one, 
the story is so great. I'll tell you what, if you've got like, if you like, don't fancy a movie, get on YouTube and just, you know, look up God of War or cutscenes movie, something along those lines. Kick back. That is two and a half hours of pure entertainment. Just watch a, the, watching the cutscenes because it's like an it's like a really great kind of dark, like Jason and the Argonauts type Greek god adventure. It's mega. I don't. I mean, literally, you had an had insomnia one night, couldn't sleep. Fired that up, watched it for a couple of hours. It was great, great fun. I've heard that, and I've heard that the story sort of in the sequel games wasn't as great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. God of War yeah. one, especially. If I say two and three especially towards three it gets a little bit like um he's just a bit dumb <laughs> yeah he's just a bit yeah and oh, the other thing is as well with those games um literally you go on these quests and you, you implied that you go thousands of miles off into this place and if you get there someone turns up and goes oh kratos you're here he's like is there a fucking newsletter i'm not getting do you <laughs> lot are because how do you know but anyway um yeah especially the first one just if you okay. want to watch you know if you just like a treat you like a long movie and they, you know, there's lots of those sort of things on YouTube that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just, you know, make yourself a cup of tea, kick back. That's a, that's a good afternoon. Yeah, I did that. I watched the, um, the Mortal Kombat whenever they rebooted Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, I, I, I did watched that, that as, well, as a movie. Actually, yeah. It was yeah, quite enjoyable. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite good. Um, the Last of Us is meant to be quite good as well because apparently if you, um, when you've completed The Last of Us, you can actually do that yourself. You can, you can, um, there's an option to watch all the cutscenes as a film. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, that works. I do that for a lot of fighting games. I did, I did it for like the um, Injustice, Gods Among yeah. Us, the DC fighting one. Yeah. Yeah, I have to because I'm so bad at fighting games. I can't Same do. Here. Yeah, because of my RSI problems, I can't button mash very well. So uh, uh, fighting fighting games are kind of out of the out for me. So yeah, the only way I'm going to see those is to watch someone else do it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is that what? You, who's what? Who hmm? do um, either of you want to talk about anything? Or oh, have yeah, you been I, playing I'm anything? Just, I finished Far Cry Four. <laughs> what did you um, think? Um, you know what? It's a bit again, not as bad as three. But I think that the main story left me cold um, because everybody's um, a bastard. Everybody's a bastard. It, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much because I'm acutely aware that Rich has this game on his to playlist, so I don't want to kind of go into it too much. But there should have been <laughs> the, the, in in Far Cry Three something happens halfway through, yeah. and I think Far Cry Four would have benefited immensely if that had happened in Far Cry Four. And then you're able to go off and do your own thing because it gives you the illusion of choice. Yeah. If you look at the achievement list or the trophy list, when you have, because it's basically you have Pagan Min and you have his kind of three underlings, the achievements say decide some, such and such is fate. You don't decide anything. No. You, you, what, you either choose to shoot them now or shoot them later. There's no, yeah. you can either yeah. watch a cutscene or not watch a cutscene. That's, that's all the choice you have, essentially. Um, I don't know if they're trying to do what the problem, you know, when we talked about Far Cry 3, of they were trying to be satirical. If it's that thing again of like, you have a choice in these things. You could choose to just sit there and do what Pagan asked you to do in the first place, and then the game is over. Um, like we were talking about before, which I, I did end up sort of going on YouTube and watching, and I thought that was quite amusing. But <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, it, it's that thing of like, oh, we're trying, you know, it's an ironic take on these games. You just go and do what you're told. And it's like, well, can I just play a game and have fun? You know, I I appreciate the, 
that you you're trying to make a statement about the state of games today or something like that but i really just kind of wanted to play this fun game which is a fun game to play yeah um but, but the story yeah, by the end it gives you it gives you this dark. yeah it's very dark <laughs> it gives you this sort of fake illusion of choice yeah and i feel like there was an obvious way they could have made it more satisfactory but they chose not to so that's as as one of the as, things though that i do like about it is that I mean, now that you've finished the game, have you gone back and sort of uh, looked on YouTube at what all the other potential endings were? And one of the things that I appreciate with this, with Far Cry 4, is that I didn't feel like any of those endings was the default. No, it could have been whatever you wanted. A lot of, yeah, a lot of games where you play them, like uh, Bioshock, there's a default ending to Bioshock. You're supposed to play it good, you're supposed to play it Paragony. Mass Effect, mm-hmm. you're supposed to play at Paragony, or at least mostly Paragony. Far Cry 4, I felt like all four of those endings were, uh, uh, actually four, yeah, however many there are actually, yeah, were legitimate, and each one was as valid as the other. Yeah, uh, I, I just, kind of appreciated that, but it does mean that all of them are a little shallow. Yeah, it's just, I think that what bothered me is uh, the, the character you play as uh, AJ, yeah, AJ, he just he just lacks agency, if you know yes, what I mean. You, you, absolutely. You, you just sort of turn up and you... There's no AJ ending. No, you're just this blank vessel and he, who just does whatever. At no point does AJ say, hang on a fucking minute. Yeah. I, I've just arrived here. I've been put between you two assholes and both of you are awful. You know, I want to go. There should be a fuck you button for these two. Seriously, I mean, yes. you you just you just you just go and do it, kind of regardless. And the, like I say, that's the thing. Game is the game is like choice, choice, choice. But you don't you're have not a choice. Making your own choices. You're making no. everyone else's choices. Your yeah, choices you are. never taken into account. No. Just thing there, yeah, we were talking about last week about you know the extraneous buttons on the PlayStation Four controller. They could instantly, instantly uh, win me back over if they patched. If they issued a firmware update which changed the touchpad into a universal fuck you button. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it needed to, ha- I mean, just, um, you know, it, it was kind of, that was irritating, but I mean, actually playing the game. Still solid game, yeah. Is fun. And actually all doing all the quests are fun and the side quests are fun. We're talking about design and stuff. The, le- the quests where you go off and go to Shangri-La. Mm. Those were beautiful. Yeah, they I were. thought that it was. It was really, you know, and like I say, the because you're in the Himalayas as well. I mean, you, you some of these things you go up to like the top of these mountains and you kind of look around, or you go and you deploy your wingsuit and fly around. And yeah, it's it's truly lovely. Some of the environments and stuff. And I did play the um, the Yeti DLC also. I um, didn't play that. Oh wait, no, I no, no I didn't fun. play that. No, sorry, I didn't play it. Yeah. It's, it's fun, um, it, although the Yetis are extremely irritating and extraordinarily tanky and hard to kill, um, which was sort of frustrating at some points. But very, I would say very if, true to life. Very true yeah, to life. I, I guess so. Yeah, but I would say if there's one thing they could have taken out, which would have made me happy, the near constant animal attacks. <laughs> the fucking if they had just made the hawks easier to kill. Oh fuck off the hawks! I mean, yeah. As it, soon as you hear that that call, <laughs> you're just like ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, or as, as soon as you hit, you know, if you see a pack of wolves or something over the other side of the screen, it's like to start running. I was yeah. like, no, they've seen me, and they're all the huge pack of them are chewing my arsehole. It's <coughs> like, but you can just be standing there and looking at your mini map, and you come out of it, and there's a leopard attached to your ankle. It's constant. 
This is not making me want to play the game, by the way. It's a very good game. (laughs) It's a very good game, but you you do have to put up Mm. with animal attacks. Yeah. At the worst possible time as well, because there was a time where I was climbing up one of the the towers (coughs) and a hawk landed on my face and I fell off it. You know, it's, it's the worst possible time that a hawk will turn up. And um, although it is quite funny that, you know, because there's things, there's random encounters in the game because there's a karma system. So you accumulate good karma for extra things. Um, so there'll be things where there's like a random skirmish between your lads, the Golden Path and the Royal Royal Army. And then, but because you've got all these animal attacks and stuff, I mean, there was one where I saw it happen. It was sort of as I was going somewhere else and I started climbing up the hill to go and sort of to help with the Golden, the golden Path and like an eagle swooped out of nowhere and killed all the bad guys. And I was like, sweet, didn't have to do anything. I got the reward for it as well. So I was like, Mega, I'm off. My job of my work here is done and run off to <laughs> carry on doing my thing. So, um, yeah, it's apart from niggles and some quibbles with the storyline, it was a fun game. So my quest to carry on with all the Far Cries continues. I'm now moving on to Far Cry Primal. All right, okay. Well, well, I might look at Far Cry 4 at some point. It's know. a good game. It's a good it's game. It's a good game. But I think that when you, if you go, th- if you do the whole story, I think you, you know, I'll be interested to see what you make of the, the outcome. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've had a busy week. Busy, busy gaming week. Um, first thing I played was uh, another new release, Tacoma. Uh, it's uh, it just came out. It actually came out on Steam last Wednesday. I, I actually bought it before we recorded the uh, last week's show, uh, but I didn't start playing it because I knew I'd want to get through it in one go. So all of last week's show, I was sitting there resenting you, both of you, for getting in my way. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but it's the um, it's the spiritual successor to Gone Home. Okay. Have either of you played that? No. Um, no, I mean, because it's as well, because I know that the length of the game, it's kind of short. So yeah. I'm yeah, waiting for both. it to go on sale, to be honest, because I'm a little bit like, I'm not sure I want to pay 17 quid for it, but. Yeah, yeah, they are. Very, they're both very short games. Um, but yeah, they're both. Uh, well, it's a it's another walking simulator, basically, where you're entering a, an environment which is empty, uh, which people have been living in. In this case, it's a space station which is sort of a, uh, a space station Tacoma, which is like a, it's a supply station between earth and the moon, you know, uh, supplies get sent up to Tacoma and then they get sent on to the moon. Why they can't just send them to the moon. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's some reason, but, uh, the idea is that something happened on the ship, which caused the six uh, on the station, which caused the six, uh, crew members to be evacuated. And you're being sent there to recover uh, the ship's onboard AI, as well as any additional uh, uh, data that you can from the ship to return it to the owners, who are a Ventura Corporation, a big sort of multinational corporation. It's set in 2070-something. And the sort of the main gameplay mechanic is that whenever you first enter the station, you put these little... uh, nodes on yourself which uh, uh, activates the ship's uh, artificial uh, or augmented reality system so suddenly you're able to see things you know uh, projected around the ship that uh, aren't actually there you know screens and stuff yeah but also 
the movements and conversations of the crew have been recorded while they've been there. So as you move through the ship, most of it should have been wiped, but you get to encounter uh, fragments of what the crew have were, uh, were doing at uh, certain points uh, over the, well, in, in some cases, it, most of the game takes place over like three days, the three days prior to their evacuation, but you also encounter occasionally things that happen months before. And, but the cool thing is you, the crew members are represented by these sort of uh, blobs, you know, human, uh, like uh, mannequins, you know, holographic uh, mannequins. Each one's uniquely colored and has a wee symbol representing their uh, job. But as you enter an area, uh, you start playback and you see all of them. They're all like uh, the first room you enter. The first area you enter is like a, a recreational room. So there's a kitchen, a dining room. There's uh, one of the one of the uh, admin's office is off to the side. And there's another one down in sort of an, edit, an additional little recreation room with like a pool table and stuff. Uh, you play through the uh, they're all in different parts with, you know, different members of the crew. Yeah. So you play through it and you have to uh, say, so you go into the kitchen to hear what these two guys were talking about. And then you go into the dining room and you see what these two were talking, what the, the two who were in the dining room were talking about while they were in the kitchen. And eventually, you know, they're sort of crossover and meet up. So you'll replay the same uh, simulation multiple times. Each time you, you get a different uh, perspective on sort of the group's dynamics and how they all relate to each other and the story of what's actually going on. And the storyline is really good. It's all about the story in a game like this. And it's a fairly simplistic story. What happens there, you know, there aren't many big twists or turns. It's not overly dramatic or anything. It's not melodrama. It's just a really nicely written human drama, sort of a, 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 an ensemble piece. But the thing that really drew, uh, I really appreciate it is like going home. The environmental detail is fantastic because you can speed through this game in, you know, a few hours. You can, uh, you know, uh, you can interact with it barely at all, finish it and get out. But if you take the time to go through and read terminals and investigate areas, go through drawers, uh, solve little environmental puzzles, which are kind of fun. You uncover more details about not just the crew, but the the sort of the, the world that they're living in. And it's a really fascinating world because, for instance, as you look at their IDs uh, and, you know, you find their uh, identification, you realize that it's uh, the world that it's taking place in is a sort of pro- post-Brexit fractured world where you have like multiple characters are from America. Yeah. But America suddenly, some of their IDs are the new Californian Republic. Some of them are the, uh, the freedom Republic, which has its own flag and is like a single blue block with two stripes coming off it. And is apparently just Texas and some other fuckers. Is the new California? Is it? Please tell me. It's a, it's a bear with two heads, please. please. I wish it had two heads. It only has the one head. Oh, I thought the NCR yeah. made it to space. I know the NCR. God help us if the NCR make it to space. Yeah, fuck the NCR. They're terrible. Yeah, but the NCR. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the more you look into it, uh, there's also this terrifying uh, sort of corporatization thing going on where people are working for uh, corporations, and they're not just being paid their wages; they're being paid in loyalty, and loyalty accumulates. 
And it can be, you can, at any point, you can exchange your loyalty for cash money, but you can't buy loyalty. And right. certain, certain like universities will accept uh, loyalty at a higher value than cash. So suddenly you yeah. have, the, you know, corporations are locking you into this ecosystem where you have to work for them. You can't, you know, it's not just a simple case of transferring over to another company if you're unhappy with your working conditions. Essentially them. Yeah, essentially surf them. Uh, you know, there's characters in the in the story who are freaking out because they are being put in very irritating uh, sort of ethical situations where the company is wanting them to do things and they don't know what to do. They can't go anywhere because they have to send their kids to college and they can't afford to not send the kid. You know, they can't afford to send the kid to college with the money that they have. And if they leave the company, all of a sudden their you know their loyalty that they've accrued will be. Uh, worth much less things like that it just it's right. it's quite a chilling sort of world that it paints mm. and uh, yeah the whole story the whole sort of general storyline which i won't go into spoilers about but it is very anti-corporatization and you know how uh, corporations dehumanize people i like the sound of this game i must admit it's quite good yeah. and it's it's got a very uh, striking uh box art as well it's uh Kind of like a free, like older Frida Kahlo type sort of look <laughs> on the front of it. I thought, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's but it's one of those things of, yeah. I think you, you've got if, if you sort of d- want to dig that deeply into it. I think there's a lot to get out of it, but um, it's just for me. I, I'm a little bit. I, I'm not sure I would pay full price for it right this second. I think maybe once um, it's been out a little yeah. while, I, de- I would definitely go and, and check yeah. that out because. I mean, this is sort of how we're getting our sci-fi stories now. Almost these sort of extended movies it was yeah. extended interactive movies now rather than uh but yeah that's, I how, mean, it's all, that's yeah. sort of i i made the value judgment yeah. to myself because not only did yeah. i love I, this is the thing uh, looking at gone home which also you know is i think it's sort of a high watermark in terms of the, the actual stories being told tacoma is more interactive and sort of more uh, uh i don't know how you would call it more um it grabs hold of you a lot more because you're actually watching and listening to characters. Whereas in Gone Home, you were just reading the whole thing. Yeah. You were alone in a house, you know, in the like nineties. And um, so yeah. you were just reading, you know, uh, uh, things Gone home. You're actually watching things. I think the story in Gone Home isn't quite as sort of gripping yeah. as, uh, or sorry, no, sorry. The, the story in Tacoma isn't quite as gripping as the sort of very personal story in Gone Home. But I think the way it tells it is uh, a bit more interesting and sort of, makes up for it and in my mind i was looking at it as like a six-hour movie yeah so essentially you're paying like if you bought a dvd or a blu-ray off off the shelf you're looking yeah. at sort of the same price point then yeah essentially you, you like buying a a two disc like blu-ray of you know a yeah. movie with a load, a bunch of extras it's the same if you're happy to look at that as the same uh sort of price point and level of entertainment and you know length of entertainment getting out of it then i think that's a fair price point yeah yeah but if you want to wait until it comes down to price hey you'll just have you know your experience will be all the more uh the more rewarding i think you know well yeah i mean it, it's not like a it's not like a deal breaker for me but i think yeah. that when when obviously when you're sort of looking at your budget oh, and it's 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 sort of jiggling around you know something i'm gonna spend um 
40 hours on of something that is yeah. going to be six hours so it's sort of like when you come to budget and you're you know what what you've got left to spend at the end of the month then uh yeah it, for me it sort of tends to go on the ones i know are going to be a bit on the longer side so yeah, I mean, it, would, just- it would be a sale case for me that one Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at it and I, I milked Tacoma for, you know, I basically emptied that game of all its content and I, I have played four hours. So yeah, short game, very short game. So I think, I think, but I think that's sort of the, what were you saying about walking simulators? I think that that sort of level of background detail and rewarding stuff, if you take the time to look through it, I think that's the, you know, the, the sort of the best end of those sort of games. Yeah, I mean, because I think when, needs to be there. yeah, but well, I think because the one that got everyone was everyone went, to, everyone's gone to the Rapture. I think wasn't it? Where that was just a literally. One. I haven't played that one, but from what I understand, it's a case of. I mean, I'm 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 sure if, if I'm wrong, please tell me. But it's my thing is if you literally just sort of go to a place, watch a cutscene, go to the next place, watch a cutscene, go to the next place, go watch a cutscene. Game ends. Right, the one that. Uh, sort of burned me out was uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. So people have been going on and on about that, about that being brilliant. So it is that... kind of is, but it also kind of isn't. Right. Uh, the mechanism, uh, the sort of the framing narrative of What Remains of Edith Finch is that you are Edith Finch. You're a 17-year-old girl and you're returning home to your family, sort of uh, what's been their home for generations, but you haven't been there in uh, about seven years since you were a child and you are the last remaining of the Finch family and the, the entire family for generations, something for some reason, they're prone to either very short lives or very tragic deaths. Like even the ones who managed to survive for quite a while, right? Tend to die in sort of ironic or, you know, suspicious ways. And so you're returning to this, to your home, and it's sort of set out as a mystery. And as you, uh, the idea is that the house uh, where everyone lived, each person had a room. And your mother, before she took you away from the place, uh, after your one of your brother, brothers died, you had two brothers, both of them are dead by the start of the game. Uh, she sealed up all the rooms. So you're going through the house, which is a beautiful environment, lots of detail, really great, st- uh, you know, uh, really, pay, you know, attention to detail was paid. Just, it's a gorgeous place to walk through. And as you make your way through, eventually making your way through everyone's rooms, you play a little sort of vignette of their life. Mm. And each one of the little vignettes is absolutely fantastic. Each one uses gameplay in different ways to tell its own little story. And they are, I think, there are some standout ones, but they're all quite brilliant. The problem is, that as you're making your way through all these, the overarching, the framing narrative of what the fuck is going on with the Finch family is never, ever resolved. Mm. Right. There's the, yeah. At the end of the game, uh, not gonna, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the, uh, there, you know, suspension of disbelief. There is something wrong with this family. It's too, you know, there's too much weird shit going on with them for there to not be something going on. And then the game blue balls you on that and says, no, no, no. What's important is the stories we tell. It's like, right. no, something's going on here. <laughs> and you're just, you haven't thought of an ending to the game. 
and you're trying to pass that off as some sort of a meaningful thing is like, no, I think if I'd gone into the game knowing that the overall mystery was never going to be solved, I would have enjoyed it a bit more, in fact. But yeah, Edith Finch, it's those little stories within it are fantastic, and I would totally recommend it to anyone, but with the caveat that the actual overarching story, which I think a walking simulator, which is what it is, has to have, is mm. kind of a failure. Oh, perhaps that's the point of it. You get to the end and go, hang on a minute, is this the end? And the game's like, yeah, that's life, that is. Think about it. I mean, the game really <laughs> does. The end of the game really does blue ball you. It's, yeah. Yeah, tough shit, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I also, yes, yeah, so the, there's been that, <coughs> those, those very deep experiences. I've also got a, I've also got a retro pie. Oh, smashing. Yes. It arrived on Monday and I haven't been playing it much. Uh, it's been mainly sort of getting it set up, getting things how I like them and getting ROMs transferred over. Yeah. So I, have, I haven't actually played that much. I, dip my toe in a few of the games that I never got to play as a kid and most of them were crap. So, yes. Yeah. It's a tiny it, little box. It, it's a wonderful little thing, isn't it? And it, it does give it you is. the chance to replay all those old classics that you never got to as a kid and realize, yeah, oh, this is shit. Yeah. Ah. Yes. And and that in itself is a good form of therapy. It lets you get yeah, over a lot. Yeah, it lets you it get lets you, uh, It lets you sort of re reestablish the past as being as shit as it actually was. Exactly. Because that, again, to bring it back to Brexit, that's an awful lot of, you know, oh, things were better in the old days. No, they weren't. They no. weren't better in the old days. Things generally have always been shit, but they are actually a little bit less shit nowadays. Believe it or not. It's just that you're older. And as you get older, things subjectively get shitter. Very you true. break down. People don't care about you as much. You will die. And on that note. <laughs> Again, by Simply Syndicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, so it's sitting there and I've, I've sort of, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. I've got it set up now so that I can transfer ROMs to it wirelessly, which is nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. very handy to do. Getting that set up was nice. Um, I had a small panic because I thought, uh, for some reason, the picture on like the Amazon page that I ordered it from, I thought after I'd ordered it that I'd made a mistake because I thought it required a mini HDMI to regular HDMI cable, right. but it just takes a regular a regular HDMI. So uh, yeah, it's in there. It's it's in the normal little case. I'm I'm, I'm thinking that's going to have to go eventually. Well, you can get something snazzier. You can get one that looks like an NES. Yes, I can. At the minute, mine is slightly better than yours, Rich, because mine has uh, RetroPie with uh, a, a, an embossed label. On oh, it. really? All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mine is mine is objectively better. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're wonderful things. Yeah, I, I. It's been the hardest thing so far has just been going through because I I did what. You know, what what I think everyone does is they download a huge pack of ROMs. Yeah. And I put them all on the thing. And then I sat down and I was like, oh, shit. There's way too much here. Yeah. The, there's, so I, it, it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. I had to sit down and I deleted them all. And I pulled up a few lists of like, you know, the top 25 or, even, or you know, even top 100 games for each system. And went through and did all those. And then I did another scan of games that I remember 
uh, either playing or wanting to play. So I've got it down to a much more manageable list per system. That's good. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, it, it gets worse the further back you go as well. I mean, it, it, I, I like to have the system recognize everything and have everything have its nice little picture. That's and, been and a problem stuff. as well. And that is a problem. Yeah, the scraping system uh, is not great. It's really not, is it? And it I takes to- ages. Yeah, well, that's the biggest problem. I, I tried to, uh, for those listening, <laughs> whenever you have your like ROM and uh, RaptorPy, it recognizes you know what system it's for, but you can uh, scrape information and box art from uh, a website called The Games DB. And so whenever you, it makes it so that whenever you're going through your games list, it'll have a nice little box art, some information about the game, like when it was published and who it was published by, and a description. And it just, it's a nice, it's a nice looking way to do things, especially if, you know, you have a bunch of games that you don't actually know what they're about. But the mechanism by which it does this is so time consuming. And if you try to automate it, if you say, no, you make all the decisions to the retro pie, uh, it fucks up constantly. Yeah. Don't, don't I, do that. Just let it make the yeah. decisions. Yeah. I did that for, uh, I did that last night. I, I thought, right, I'll just do it in the background and I'll sit here and watch a few YouTube videos. It'll take an hour and then it'll be done. And when it was done, I looked at my list and it had, it had uh, put every single Donkey Kong Country game. It had recognized it as Donkey Kong Country 2. So I had three Donkey Kong Country 2s. I've had the same problem. Yeah. So I had to manually go in and uh, redo all that. So yeah. I wish there were a better way to do that, but there I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I know that I'm going to do it. You, you just have to keep telling yourself it's far from perfect, but it's, it's damn good. It's good for what you paid for it. Yep. You know, the, yep. the software, it was all free. You can actually get were you to go on a certain popular search engine. I don't know why I'm hiding that. You know, Google. Lycos. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I've just done a search, 32 gigabyte. Who retro- is Jeeves these days? He's gone. He was gone years ago. I, I <laughs> d- do a search for 32 gigabyte retro pie image or, or whatever size yeah. SD card you hit SD card. I you think have. mine came with a 16 gig, which isn't super, but it does. It's a bit shitty these days that they're still doing that because SD cards are nearly yeah. free now. Pretty much, yeah. I think a thirty-two gigabyte one is nine ninety-nine. Although I was amazed, I was amazed by the fact that like this, the the SNES, like I, I it has like seven hundred SNES games. And uh, hold on, let me have a look here. Uh, SNES, right-click properties. Yeah, that's like twenty-one gigs, and you go back into NES, which has the same number of games, about seven hundred games. Yeah. 213 megabytes. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, hang on. I can beat that. Let me see if I can find my folder of ROMs. Hang on. Uh, What's weirder is the, uh, the, the folder of uh, N64 ROMs. So the next step up from the NAS, it only has 276 ROMs in it. But you think, you know, N64, four gigs. Yeah, I think you might what? have the same folder I've got. Probably. More than likely, as possible. Yeah, yeah. I've lost the thing I was going to look for, or it's compressed or something. Oh yeah, it is. I'll stop that because that's like thirty gigs. 
Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The retro pie, brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to start doing them as Christmas presents. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, putting that, you know, pre-installed, pre, you know, set up yeah. for someone. Yeah. Pretty good. Because the only, the only problem I had getting a setup was the, uh, when you order the retro pie, it comes with uh, the, 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 uh, the memory card in mind, the micro SD card came pre-formatted with the sort of default, uh, raspberry Pi. Uh, yeah it, operating system and when you plug that in you have to go into your disk manager and remove it come uh, that it remove a whole bunch of partitions and r- basically format the thing back to a solid drive uh with you know just one partition on it and then you have to image it with the image of the raspberry uh, the retropies operating system yeah that bit was slightly tricky but you know, it, I could see that putting off someone who yeah. wasn't a computer user. That that is the tricky bit because you need a couple of free apps for Windows, or, or in fact, Mike, you can do it on there. Yeah. I found out after I'd done it on bloody Windows um, <laughs> because their documentation on the RetroPie web on the RetroPie page not great. Not great. No. Not great. Not great at all. Uh, but this is the risk of open source. Sometimes there are lots of guides and youtube videos and the like and it's i think it's fairly straightforward there yeah, are a number of steps but you can do it and i yeah i got it done and at no point was like it was just that initial thing of you know uh the the sd card was a bit of a pain in the ass yeah but, uh, i mean no, since then I'm, I'm pretty much ready to start playing now to, to be fair i didn't get mine knowing how to set it up you just type in install retro <laughs> to google and you get steps so and then i followed them and now i have RetroPie. it's oh i must say the one real annoyance of the machine no power button no i know that you could do with that because you, ha- you, you have to make sure you shut it down as well yeah uh rather than just yank the cable out because i was doing that for a while and it fucks it up did it all oh, right okay so yeah. i'll keep that you have to go into the menu and shut it down yeah. Um, that is a pain, absolutely. Yeah, but it's yeah. I I wonder if you could. It's a Raspberry Pi. I I'm bet pretty sure you, there are. Uh, you, could, you know, I think there are add-ons where you can attach switches and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah that, I think it would probably just be a small amount of sort of plugging and maybe a bit of soldering. Maybe not even soldering. I don't know. Power. Switch. I like soldering. I'm typing into Google power switch for yeah. uh, Raspberry Pi. Yes, we know where that was going. Uh, yeah, there we go. Power buttons, all kinds of things. Holy shit, Lycos is still a thing. That's where I met Allison, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says here Lycos enables excitement. Well, there you go. There you go. I, it was back in the, so this is like over 13 years ago. They had a, a personal dating site. God. Love on Lycos. Yeah, that was it. That was where I met Allison. It was all, it was also uh, their domain registry where I first registered simplysyndicated.com. Because <laughs> I went back to them having had such a good experience with the dating site. Oh, God. I just clicked on, they, they have a bunch of buttons along the top, you know, meal, news, life, tripod. Interesting. Ew. I clicked on chat. And the web page that loads up is 
Oh, it, it is from like 10 years ago. It's bizarre, like us chat. It's like a window in the end of the past. There you go. Oh, chat.lycos.co.uk. Yep, that's the one. You don't see chat rooms around these days, do you, really? No. 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 Oh, well. Right, shall we end the show then? I haven't eaten yeah. yet. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, I have eaten, but I'm also hungry. I have, um, but I'm going to finish my tea. Hang on. There we go. Oh, that was a good swallow. It was that a was good a swallow. swallow. Yeah. I Thank eat. you for sharing that. That was nice. It's my new text tone. <laughs> So thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we've got an email address, gamingnews@simplysyndicated.com. I've just remembered we got an email. It's a pretty quick one. I'll just say from Jim. <coughs> Excuse me. He says it's this is on the the argument Assassin's Creed versus Wolfenstein that Emma was ter- oh, okay. turmoil over. He says no brainer. You get to shoot Nazis whilst confined to a wheelchair in New Colossus. Enough said. <laughs> Cheers, guys and gal. Love the show, Jim from the UK. So there you go. I'm with Jim. Oh, okay, I'm with Jim too. You know. Yeah, I think yeah. It seems to be a pretty, a pretty, you know, the consensus seems to be. So there you go. go for yep. If if any of you want to get in touch, the email address is gamingnews at simplysyndicated dot com. I shall set dick that up. So welcome. That, yeah, there you go. No, no, dick pics <laughs> welcome. Don't send pictures generally. Thank you. Um, other than that, go and check out our other shows that we do on simply syndicated.com where there's movie news and other things as well uh movies you should see and make it so are being rerun at the moment there'll be episode two of those out at the end of the week and uh simply everything patreon.com slash simply syndicated words now right just going bye bye everybody